Vertugio. Welcome to the Sarah and Patty podcast. Hi, my name's producer Alan, and this is the Sarah and Patty podcast. In this edition, Sarah and Patty kicked off Extraordinary Lives Part 1 with Ray Martin. What a chat. We ran another snap poll, and which do you prefer, bath versus showers? Comment now on the TGO Facebook page. And Sarah and Patty, they caught up with Neil Breen and discussed the Titans debacle. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest, Sarah Jane. We certainly do. It's Ray Martin in the studio. Ray, thank you for very much for joining us. Sarah, thank you. Thanks, Patty, very much. Good to be here. It would be awesome if we could talk about your extraordinary life because, my goodness, has it been an extraordinary life to this point? And now it continues, Ray. Well, it's much better than working, I've got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> much better than working. Sarah and Patty's Extraordinary Lives. Ray, you've been a part of our lives for such you a have. long time. It's been, you know, all of our life on television. And then everything that we've learned about you as we've grown in our careers has just fascinated us. You know, from an early point, you starting out the way you did in your career and how it blossomed. It must just mean for you many head-scratching moments, sitting back and going, yeah, that's right, I did that. Oh, I talked to that person. Yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly pinching moments, and it, it's much better than working, isn't it? I mean, mm. oh, people uh, actually lift things and have to, you know, do hard work as, as against what we do. But it's, uh, I still, I did something last year with David Attenborough. So David Attenborough done a, a series of, of live shows with him, and I still honestly pinch myself and say, you know, why are people paying me good money to be with these amazing people and go to these amazing places and it still happens after 50 plus years so someone's looking after me. That is massive a five decade career oh plus in TV. It's, it's massive in media, raising it? It's been great fun. Though. Yeah. Um, extraordinary. And as I say, it's um, David Atmara is uh, is my sort of mentor and I said, what's the secret? And he said, oh, the secret is that you don't do anything you don't like mm. um, if you reach our stage. Sure. My stage, not yours. <laughs> um, and uh, you don't do anything you don't like. You don't do anything you like because you like too much. You only do things you love. If you don't love it, then don't do it. And I love this. I mean, I love taking photographs, but I love television. I love reporting. I love radio. It's, yeah. It's, 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 as I say, much better than working. It's, it's your love of conveying a message, conveying a story, and that's how it started for you with your career mm. early days. Because many people would remember you started out at the ABC a long, long time ago. Then you moved into something that we all knew and loved, and it was 60 Minutes. What was that like going from Auntie into that kind of thing? Because that would have been very different. It was really interesting that I, I started, I was going to be a teacher. And uh, in fact, I, I did a couple of weeks of engineering at Sydney University and thought, what am I doing here? I know nothing about the wrong side of the brain. <laughs> and so I jumped the fence and and uh, had a teacher scholarship and I was going to teach and then uh, and when I decided to join the ABC my fiance there now my wife and uh her father both said, oh, you know, teaching is a really good profession. You think Solid. you should. Good and then I joined the ABC and I was there for about 15 years and uh, in New York with the ABC for 10 years. And uh, and I decided to jump the fence and go to Channel 9. And again, my wife and my in-laws and my mum said, oh, you know, ABC's really good. <laughs> go commercial. That's a bit risky. What's with you, risky. Ray? Yeah, that's right. And so I stayed there for about 35 years. And when, when I finished there, they again said, oh, do you think you should finish? <laughs> oh, come Ken, on. back to, uh, I think it was 78 with 60 Minutes. Can you remember your first story that you did for 60 Minutes? Yeah, I, I can. The first one that we put to air was a story about in Ohio, which was about, um, gosh, you look at it now, you think how important the iPhone is. This is about Ohio, where they used to test everything for America. So the, the large Coke bottle was tested in Ohio. I think the first of the, the soap suds were Ohio. That was sort of middle America. <laughs> yeah. So those, they were testing the, the online house. And it was one of those houses where you would... Um, plan with a computer. The computer was about as big as a, a fridge. And uh, you'd plan on when the, the stove would 
would turn on and when the curtains would close and when you'd turn the heat wow. on. And that seemed to be almost space like age. a space age talking to your wrist. And now you think of, I was with, uh, doing something with, with a guy who's number three at, at NASA who's about 46 and the smartest kid in the room. And I was at lunch with him and my son and in Sydney and uh, he just flicked the phone on and said, oh, excuse me, and uh, it took about half a second, and I said, what did you do? And he said, oh, my wife's in Washington, and she and the kids, she and the girls have just gone down to the shore, and it's wintertime, and I knew they'd leave the heating on. And there he's on his phone, he's turned the heating off, he's turned the radio on, he's, wow. he's, he's locked the garage door, and it just was bang, 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 and, all done. And did you say, uh, I remember a few years ago, I, I did, did a story. <laughs> That's right. It was like, <laughs> we put it to where, and I forget George Negus' thing was uh, something about primal screen, is about people locked in a room, basically trying to get rid of anxiety troubles, and I think Ian Leslie did a thing about butt running about illegal cigarettes across the New South Wales and Queensland wow. border. And we sat and watched that and thought, all the fuss was about this. <laughs> oh, no. It was so ordinary, this show. <laughs> And it's the biggest thing in television. I don't think but it so. Was, it was mate. huge. Wasn't it, it was so it was huge. Big. And I remember I was living at my aunt and uncle's house because I'd left home and gone to the big city. And they would sit up on a Sunday night, and even if it was freezing cold, they'd get into bed and they'd be, I "Can't talk to you. Sixty minutes is on." I know. It was just I know. so Staple, important. Was it? it was. I guess we didn't. You know, these days, you just anyone around the world picks up a phone and they can talk to you on camera. But those days, it was so revolutionary yeah. to go to the place we went. And I'd come home before Yana joined us. There were just Ian Leslie and George Negus and myself and we'd go away for six to eight weeks at a time and, uh, and I'd jump in a cab at the airport and go be heading home and there'd be an Italian or Greek Australian who's a cab driver and he'd say oh what is it about 60 minutes he said the kids say 7.30 what's turn 60 <laughs> so clearly you know if you aim at kids yeah. you probably drag the whole family in so, so for some reason kids you know like the magic carpet yeah yeah, yeah. and you did that you, you were innovative in that way yeah, you was. were out there you were in the in the fields and in the dirt and doing all those kinds of things that we hadn't experienced at this point. Yeah, yeah little did I know we're having so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, and speaking of fun, you then went from 60 Minutes to oh. the Midday Show. Okay, there there's any, a whole new yeah. series. Was, was there any concerns coming from the way 60 Minutes was to the Midday Show? Yeah, huge concerns. I mean, my wife and I had been married, for Diane and I had been married, married for 17 years and she felt pregnant and our daughter, Jenna, coincidentally just had a, our first grandchild last week. Yeah, well done. And, well done. Uh, and so, you know, how, how the circle of life yeah. goes on. But um, so we, she was having Jenna and I said, you know, we haven't waited 17 years for me to travel around the world and be away from my new baby. So I said, I'm leaving 60 minutes. And as it happened, Mike Walsh was leaving midday and so I jumped on a midday. But even then, I had that, the first time I had the meeting with the people at Mike Walsh on there talking about the show, I'd come out of hard news and current yeah. affairs. I thought, oh, this is not me. You know, this is sort of, as, as Keating used to say, you know, flick the switch to Broadway. Yeah, and, uh, and, and I thought, this is not me. You know? <laughs> and I loved it, you know, more than anything I've done. And tomorrow we continue our chat with Ray Martin on Extraordinary Lives. Looking at some of the extraordinary celebrities that he's chatted to over the time. Looking forward to that. Sarah and Patty's Snap Hole. Our snap poll this morning. Yeah, it's one contentious. Well, it is because people have an opinion either way, and we thought we'd throw it open. Uh, yeah, baths v showers today. Now, you're a bath person. I'm a shower person. Look, clearly, I have a shower every day. Yeah. But if you get the chance to have a hang bath, on, hang on, I love it. Prove it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we Most have days. showers because they're convenient. But it would be lovely to think you could settle back on a. A Saturday Arvo and have a nice long yeah. bath. That'd be nice. But I like, if I ever have a shower, I've got to have a bath after. Weird. Oh, well, you, if you have a bath, you have a shower after. Oh, if I have a bath, I have to have a shower after. Yes, yeah. I know it's a bit weird. You are strange. Yeah, Dave. Hey, Dave. 
Good, good morning again. How are you going? Yeah, good, mate. Oh, it's a pommy on the line. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, come on. Be nice. We okay. are. All right, so um, it'll be um, neither for you. <laughs> oh! It's right, rude. No, it's, a, it's a shower. I wouldn't get in a bath again after I was set up last time. All right. You were set up? What happened? I had a bit of a sore back, so my wife and my daughter said, oh, we're running your bath. So they put one of them bath bombs in. Yeah. Yeah. And it, well, it's full of glitter, isn't it? I look like I've been to Mardi Gras for about a month. <laughs> 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 a glitter bath bomb. Sensational. Oh, yes, David. <laughs> well done. So a shower for you, mate. A shower for me. Yeah, that's safer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Davey. <laughs> See you, mate. See you, mate. Oh, we got Benny, too. Hey, Benny, what about you? Baths or showers? Uh, definitely has to be a shower. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Mate, you're, you're a plumber. Do, do many people now sort of don't put baths in, or what's the go? It, it depends on the age group. If they've got kids, they yeah. go for baths, because yeah. it's more convenient to bath the kids. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, the older generation, or if they don't have any kids, no, they prefer to get rid of the baths. You know, it's a room that they don't, you know, they don't use. So yeah. For a lot of people, it's difficult get it. to get in and out of a bath once yeah. you do get further on in your years. I totally get that, Ben. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, but, yeah, you know, there's, there was a job I was at the other day, actually, where they've got the bath there, but they've got this special cover over it, and they're just using an extra storage now on top. It's like an extra big, massive shelf. Oh, that's a bloody good idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a, seat, one today. a seat for Paddy to cut his toenails. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Benny. Thank you for that, mate. You're all right. Catch you later. Cheers, buddy. Bye. Interesting yeah. comments on 2Joe's Facebook page as well, Sam. Yeah, Jay Speechley says, prefer a bath for soaking, shower for cleaning. But since my place doesn't have a bath, he's mm. got to put up with just a shower. Sharon says, too cold in the winter months to sit in the bath for a long soak. So a hot shower in winter and a relaxing soak in the tub in summer. So she's going both. Yeah. Um, but loads of people are saying shower. There are a lot of people saying you're not sitting in your own dirt. I wonder how dirty you are, Pam. Come on. (laughs) That's what my always said to us. But the snap poll at this stage, it's 41 for the shower and 16 for the bath. Okay. So continue continue to say. Have you say. To Joe's Facebook page. There's a new show next year on radio. It's called Sarah, Patty and Neil Breen. Love it. It sounds good. From Channel 9. G'day, Breeny. Hey, Breeny. What are property prices like up there? I'll move up. Oh, mate. Listen, Patty's already bought your house. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Oh, beauty. Part of the deal. (laughs) Look, it's it's with me and the family, but that, oh, seriously. And my dogs, uh, Bear and Taco. But you'll love it, Neil. Neil, you'll love it up here. There's five of me. Oh, that's five of us. Yeah. I've got plenty of room too, so you can swap. You don't like him for a week, come and stay with me. So you bring you and your missus and the three kids. Do you have pets as well? Uh, I've got 12 fish. Oh, oh, brilliant. Is any of them called Phil? <laughs> no, they're, they're called... They're, actually, my daughter just called out to me, Dad, there's 14. There's 14. 14. All right, come on, Dad. That fish. That's fine. <laughs> hey, Bruni, the week in rugby league, it's never dull, mate, is it? Oh. No. Absolutely. No. Look, I think what happened yesterday with Neil Henry on the Gold Coast was kind of inevitable. I just thought the whole thing was bizarre. It started, was it 10 days ago now, 12 days ago, when there was obviously drama between Neil Henry and Jared Hayne. Then they had that game. Then Jared Hayne did the interview in the sheds and said, I don't know what's going on. The coach hasn't talked to me all week. Then Graham Annesley put out a press release on the Sunday saying, we're going to have a meeting tomorrow of the board and we're going to talk to Jared Hayne and Neil Henry. 
Like, you know, footy clubs normally do things behind closed doors. Yeah. They just invited everyone. So why don't you come and camp out with cameras all day and have journos everywhere all day crawling all over us? Then they had this meeting and then everyone knew they were leaking that they were going to sack Neil Henry, but they waited a week to do it. The whole... The whole thing was just kind of unedifying, wasn't it? What do you think that comes down to, Brini? You've seen a lot of this sort of stuff. It was quite unprecedented. Why? I think it's because the Gold Coast Titans are a kind of non-entity, and by I mean a non-entity, they don't really have an owner. The, the owner is the NRL, and the people who are running the Gold Coast Titans are kind of all caretakers. There's a really great businesswoman from the Gold Coast, a lady by the name of Rebecca Frizzell. She and her husband have successfully run huge car dealerships on the Gold Coast for many years. She's the chairperson of the Titans. She's a very good operator. But Graham Annesley sort of got put in there by the NRL to be the CEO. And I just think when, you know, the NRL owns it, but there's no proper owner, so things just can fall to pieces very quickly. Then you've got this bizarre situation where no team can ever be successful on the Gold Coast. And I'm a Queenslander, so I'm from Brisbane. I grew up in southeast Queensland. I spent half my life on the Gold Coast. The Rugby League, the NRL and the AFL have for 30 years thought that the Gold Coast was the promised land. Mm-hmm. It's not the promised land. The mm-hmm. Gold Coast is a transient society. It's a holiday place. A lot of people live there, yeah, but no one's really from there. You know what I mean? Like, even yep. though I could... I'm so familiar with the Gold Coast. It's not my place. It's, Queenslanders, it's kind of their second home. Yeah. And so they've, they've, they've spent millions on these teams and they just never seem to work. And I also think we have to talk about the bear in the room and it's that Jared Haynes just a massive problem. Mm. Mate, is it concerning for the new coach? Just say if it is Kevin Walters, if he gets to take over uh, the Titans for um, next year, is it concerning having Jared there? Well, probably not for a coach in his first year. Now, Kevin Walters is in a strong position. If he took the job, he'd be able to negotiate four years, right? He'd be able to say, I'll only do this job if you give me four years guaranteed, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to give up this great Queensland job, which I could do for 10 years if I wanted, blah, blah. So the first year he's got Jared Hayne. If Hayne's a problem, he just sees him out. Because Hayne's gone at the end of 2018. The contract ends and that's it. Yeah. And you just move him on. In the meantime, you just try and get him to do something in, say, six games next year. I think Kevy's a strong character. He's got the credentials of those two Origin Series wins, especially this year where they came from behind. But Jared Haynes, I said this when Haynes first came. I was bitterly disappointed that Haynes left the NFL. I, I just thought he didn't really give it a proper crack. He yeah. played eight games of NFL, which is amazing. He should have stuck with it. But because I travel around to rugby league clubs most days, the club's are very institutionalised in that they arrive at seven or eight. They, they start early. There's rehab. There's video. There's running session. There's the weight session. There's the welfare session. It's all very programmed. And a guy like Jared Haynes over the years has become deprogrammed. You know what I mean? He's, yep. he's more of a free spirit. And, and everyone said, oh, he'll come back and go to Parramatta. And I go... It's the last thing he wants to do. So I wasn't surprised he ended up on the Gold Coast, which is a bit different. But turning up to training every day and walking to this video session, then over to that meeting and then in to do the weights and then out to do the field sessions, just not really his bag. And I think he'll just disappear 
I think they'll keep him and he'll just disappear at the end of next year off into Japanese rugby or French rugby and we'll never see him again. And get paid an absolute fortune. Make get spe- paid a fortune for it and end up in trouble there. Yeah, but speaking well, of that... We, we, we stay tuned for that. <laughs> Mate, what's happening with the pay deal? We saw you covering it on Nine. Yep. Now, will the boys boycott the Daily M's, the captain's call during the finals of the World Cup, if the pay deal isn't sorted out with the NRL players? I'm going to predict right now that... In two weeks' time, when the season ends, two weeks from yesterday is a thing called the captain's call. That's when the eight captains of the final team get together. It's a big photo opportunity yep. and interview opportunity. With the for trophy there. Yeah, the trophy there, and there's flames and carry on yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. We love now, that. Yeah. I'm tipping that'll be off. Right? Oh, wow. I'm, I'm tipping that'll be off. I'm also tipping that the Dally M's are in big trouble, but I'm not tipping they'll be off yet because they're on in a month. Right? Yeah. The LEMs used to be on in the first week of the finals and now on in grand final week. It gives them two weeks breathing space. Now, everyone's saying, oh, no, the players, they're happy with the money. It's just that they're not happy with the extra things, right? They're also not happy with the money. People like us go, 9.4 million massive pay rise, sign on, boys. But they want this guaranteed share of revenue, which seems to be the thing of the day in Australian professional sports, what the cricketers got. Yep. It's what the AFL players got. They want 30% of actual revenue, not projected revenue, because the salary cap for the next five years is done on what the game thinks it's going to earn. The players want it on what the game actually earns, right? So they want about 30% of it, and the clubs have signed off not on that, right? The players also want to not be able to hand over their bank accounts, their phone records, all these things, and they also want a retirement fund, an injury fund, and all these extra little bits and pieces, right? But they want to sit in the room with the NRL now and nut out this deal, right? But even if the NRL signs off on it, it's not like the cricket, where the cricket, where the cricket Australia just had to go to its board. The NRL would then have to go back to the 16 clubs and get them to agree again. So we're really running out of time here. Oh, and the players right. are absolutely serious. So I think, you know, this is a really, really big story. We are looking at industrial action in the NRL. Now, last night at the meeting... They formally ticked off, the 300 players formally ticked off on a thing called next steps. And the next steps are boycott the captain's call to disrupt the final series and boycott the Dally M's. They didn't tick off last night on boycotting the World Cup because that's two months away. Right. That would be a next step, next step, if you like. But that's on the agenda too. And that's right. the big daddy because that would really annoy and cripple the NRL. Oh, mate, geez. well, listen, if we stay... No, this is real. This story yeah. is real. This is a big one. This All right, huge. mate. Yeah. Well, we'll stay in uh, contact. Of course, you're coming up here next year to join to Sarah, Patty and Neil. To move in, yeah. Uh, with the fish, the 14 yeah. fish. And um, the kids. And the kids. The, and the, the missus. <laughs> so we have to stay in contact with this pay deal, all right? Absolutely. <laughs> Brainy, thank you. You're a legend, mate. Is there a salary cap? No. Oh, no, no, not, no, here, not here. Not here. No. We just boycott. Yeah. <laughs> we get paid buckets. Yeah. <laughs> all right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> See you, Brainy. You've been listening to the Sarah and Patty podcast. Catch them live weekdays from 5 on 107.7 2GO.